It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome in to the Meat Locker. That's right. It's Brian Baldinger, Anthony Gargano, Baldy, Cuz, all and all city, all NFL podcasts. We are the Meat Locker. It is a Wednesday, and, mm-hmm. and Baldy, um, coming up week eighteen. That's it. And uh, season's over. Yeah. All right. And it's playoffs and the whole thing. I'll spare my depression because yeah. I get depressed around this time of the year. Other guys get depressed, namely a lot of coaches, because this is the time when uh, it's payback for all those uh, the the uh, Turk coming to visit players. Mm-hmm. Well, the owner comes to visit the uh, coach during this time. Let's take a look at all how wild all the firings and everything else is going to be. We already have two openings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, we got. The, the Panthers. Ra- yeah, and the Raiders. And uh, and the Raiders. And actually three. And the Chargers. And the Chargers. Right? So we've already had three firings. All right. Brandon Staley, we kind of knew he was about dead man walking. And then after that horrible performance against the Raiders, mm-hmm. he was cooked. Yeah. 63 points. Um, you know what's interesting? Frank Reich never had a chance. No. No, you got a rookie quarterback, and the roster is uh, fairly incomplete. And um, he's blown out after, I don't know, 11, 12 games. I mean, like, I don't know what anybody was going to do with a quarterback that you forced on everybody that he had to start. And, you know, whether he's ready or not ready, it's that's tough on uh, a new staff and a new coach. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I'll say, listen, that's a tough job because – Mr. Tepper is a tough guy to play for. Like I, you know, man, I hear the stories that you know they, you know, obviously our friend Matt Rule was there. Yeah, and uh, we heard stories about you know who was going to be starting quarterback that was made from the ownership that guys didn't even know who was going to be starting. Yeah, like the the one thing, like these owners are incredibly successful men, mm-hmm. right? Brilliant guys. They've amassed a fortune. However, sometimes you got to allow your football people, and you got to kind of understand that maybe I got to allow my football people to make the decision. No, I, I, I mean I agree, and hopefully you hire the right people to make those decisions. 
And those people are in demand, too. The people that know how to put a team together, the Bill Polians of the world, that know how to build a team and, a, and assemble a staff and all the support that has to go with it. There's a lot of moving parts right there. And, you know, hopefully your owner is hiring a guy, in this case in Carolina, Scott Fitterer, you know, that knows how to put the right team together. Now, for Frank to, to come in and get blown out that quickly, for Matt Rule to come in during a pandemic and get blown out that quickly, um, you know, when the quarterback situation is not established whatsoever, um, you know, it's it, it's not it, – yeah, I wouldn't say it's a plum job, although some people might look at it, you know, and go, I can, I can, I can fix this thing. Like, I got a plan. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody wants to see it. Yeah. So – when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's kind of examine who else might be out there, right? So there's three jobs that are open. And we got to talk about Antonio Pierce because he's done a real nice job mm-hmm. with the Raiders uh, and whether or not he uh, they, 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 they take the interim tag off him. Uh, but let's look at it. you got Washington, um, new owner, right? First full year. Joshua Harris. You know, so it looks like, you know, Ron Rivera will probably, will probably move on and, kind of restart that franchise. They need to rebrand it. They need they want to get a stadium built. They they just need to almost like do a major overhaul. Yeah, I mean look, I mean Ron Rivera, he fired Jack Del Rio, his his friend and longtime defensive coordinator. Um and that didn't change anything. They played Miami the next week and it was the same same, you know, just uh hell breaking loose down the field. So I do believe that Ron, as much as I mean, it's not easy for me to, to talk about some of these guys because I'm personal friends with Ron, you know. But I look, you can't allow that to get in the way of they need to build this thing a different way, right now. And whether somebody thinks Sam Howell can be the guy or not the guy, I don't know. But you know, it was bizarre. You know, they made the switch to Joe, Jacoby Brissett and bench Sam Howell. And then Jacoby Brissett got sick, and Sam Howell, you know, so it was all kind of crazy. <clears throat> and he but, actually wound up playing well. And he played okay, you know. Um, I mean, listen, he's not the answer, but you know. I, I, there's parts of me that like Sam Howell. Like that guy is tough. He's very tough. He's nobody's been sacked more than he has. He just keeps firing. He does make some questionable decisions, you know, some key interceptions. But the offense line isn't very good. The defense wasn't good. Like I don't. I'm not saying other guys wouldn't have been successful in the situation or more successful, but I got to believe that they're looking to move on. Yeah, yeah. I listen. They're going to redo that whole franchise, and yeah, you know, listen. I feel you with Ron, a great guy. It's almost like that old quote from The Godfather: "This is the business we have chosen." Yes, right. It's yeah. got a part of it, right? No, I mean, like you're going to get hired and you're going to get fired. Yeah, I mean, you get hired to get fired and. And, you know, Tom Landry got fired after 29 years. I mean, it happens to the best of them. Um, you know, Ron got him to the playoffs one year. Uh, it, there was a lot of stink in that organization. I think he just, from his class and just the way that he conducts himself, cleaned a lot of it up. <clears throat> but there's a lot more that needs to be done to be competitive with the Eagles and Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. All right, so what about Atlanta? 
Now, is Atlanta another one of these jobs? Arthur Smith, I mean, look, it's hard to win when you have no quarterback. Their defense improved, but they just had no quarterback play. Bijan, questionable use, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Yeah, no, I mean, like, they, they, you know, he, had, he had X amount of carries. Like, I, I think they could feed him more. But Tyler Algiers is a good back, so they use Cordero Patterson. I mean, you're, you're running three running backs. You're not going to get 250 carries, you know, and that's just the way it is. But, yes, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, are they – you know, there was one game where they lost to Carolina. Those three guys touched the ball 13 times. So they went back to, you know, they, they won a game against Indianapolis, good game at home, um, you know, playing their backup quarterback. And it, it was just, you know, it just didn't really work out last week through three interceptions. And Desmond Ritter came in and threw another interception. I mean, there's just way too many turnovers at that position. So what happens, right? Like, so you're, if you're Arthur Blank, a great owner, uh, great man too. I, mm-hmm. I love Arthur Blank. What what do you what do you do? Do you do you start over? Are you looking for some big name? You know, do you look at because you almost need to kind of do a little bit of a reset. I think if you're the Falcons. Well, I'm just curious. Like, would the Atlanta Falcons be interested if Chicago moved on from Justin Fields? Would that be? I mean, I'm just playing. You know, armchair uh, general manager here. Like, what would it take to – like, Chicago's got the number one pick. So, maybe just from a financial standpoint, you go, let's go get Caleb Williams or whoever. You know, and let's build it around a rookie quarterback and a rookie contract where we have all these other resources, including another number one draft pick. We can add to what we have. And maybe Justin Fields, from that standpoint, could be available. And would Atlanta be interested in bringing a 24-year-old quarterback with four years of experience back to his hometown? Like, there'd be a big buzz about that. What's the di- really interesting? What's the <coughs> difference between? And I, look, I know that there is a trade chart, and but what's the difference in what you would get from Justin Fields as opposed to what you get from the number one overall pick? I gotta think you're gonna get substantially more. Oh yeah, yeah I mean, I would think. But that, like what? Like I don't how know, much more. I don't know if it's three number one draft picks, you know, or two number ones and players yeah. or whatever. I mean, probably starts at two number ones and then goes from there. Yeah. You know, you have to give up the resources, but you have to also pay him a contract. Yeah. So it would be a lot, but you'd get a you know a very dynamic player that I think would upgrade the position. Yeah. But I'm just throwing, I'm just yeah. matchmaking. But it's, it's interesting though because to your point, Chicago has a lot of questions of their own. Do they? I think Matt Eberflus has done a good job, man. I like they're playing really good football. I think if Chicago was in the postseason right now, that they'd be a dangerous out. They're playing that good on both sides of the ball. Um, they they, you know, they played in a snowstorm the other day. Justin Fields threw it like he was in you know in a dome. Like he the the first throw of the game to DJ Moore was amazing. He played great. He played great. He's playing, but defensively, they've improved so much. They're a very good defense right now, and uh, I think they, I think they easily could, you know, end up winning their, I guess their seventh or eighth game this weekend. Um, that they've they've come a long ways. I, it'd be hard for me if I was, you know, the McCaskey family if I would move on from Matt Eberflus. Like I like what he's doing, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't move the quarterback either. I'd keep them both. 
I know it's funny because we, we sat and we'll get into potential candidates coming up, but obviously the one that makes the most sense in Chicago, mm-hmm. if there was to be an opening, is Jim Harbaugh. Sure. Right? Harbaugh is in the final Monday night against Washington. He wins, and then all the noise surrounding Jim, he finally takes an NFL job and gets back into the league. Well, I mean, look, they the, the season ends on Sunday, you know, uh, Sunday night uh, in Miami, Buffalo, Miami, and they Michigan plays Washington on Monday night, and sometime Monday night around midnight, um, either Michigan's going to be national champions, but you know he, he's already hired um, an agent. He's hired Tom Brady's agent, okay, presumably either t- to get a bank. A, you know, a Brinks truck to back up to keep him at Michigan or to shop him to an NFL team. So if you're the Chicago Bears and Jim Harbaugh is a free agent that you can get, I'm not telling Michigan you're going to lose your coach. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just talking out loud here. <clears throat> that's, a, that's a real conversation to have in Chicago. Would you bring Jim Harbaugh in, trade fields, draft a quarterback that Jim likes, and build it the way he built around Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco. I mean, listen, here's the because I love Eberflus, right? I do. I think he's done a really good job. But to bring Har- Harbaugh back home to Chicago where he played quarterback, you know. We, I mean, he's going all over again. He is. He's dick apart, too. Except, you know, in a, in a modern, evolu- you know, who, who's evolved. I mean, he's a brilliant coach. Yeah. He understands everything from scheme to analytics to mm-hmm. everything else. So you get this top-flight coach, man, and you bring him back home. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, he's going to put together a good staff. He's going to get a good staff. I mean, he had Mike McDonald with him. Now he's, you know, running the number one defense in Baltimore. He understands the league, you know, and obviously, you know, him and his brother are close. Like, you know, he's he's never too far removed. He wanted the job in Minnesota two years ago. They gave it to Kevin O'Connell. Fine pick. Uh, But, you know, I think he wants to get back, especially – if he wins on Monday night, like he's gonna, you would leave Michigan at an all-time high, win a championship. You walk out the door, you'll be forever loved, forever accepted. You never have to worry about that. You deliver a championship, like you promised. Now let's go win a championship in the NFL. I mean, I mean, there's a competitive drive to these guys. Yeah, I, I don't see him being Bo Beckler. No, and because they, like maybe he might. If the league, it, but but if college football hadn't changed so much, it's the wild wild west. Everybody's talking about it. Like how do you, how, how does any of this going to work going forward? Yeah, it's it's actually awesome in a, in a in a bizarre way. It's wild. Yeah. Well, there's so much money. Yeah. There's so much television contract. There's so much interest. You know, like is the Pac-12 even going to exist in two years? No. You know, is there a oh, Pac-12 champion? Dead. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying, like. Okay, so all these schools are leaving. Like, you know, Chip Kelly's talking about it. Like, they're all talking about it, right? Matt's talking about, you know, what it costs to pay a quarterback and NIL money. And, like, it's all changing so fast. It's Jim Harbaugh. I, I, had a, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I, I had said this, and I, and I and on my Fox uh, sports show. And I, you know what? I, I, I He said the same thing, and I was like, wow, all right. I could see where there will be two conferences, like super conferences. Imagine like the AFC and the NFC on steroids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so then you whack them up in the divisions. Mm-hmm. And then 
you have everybody else. And then you have everybody else, and then you compete for relegation. Well, you know, So you could do it like soccer, which everybody loves the idea of relegation. College football, you can't do it with the pro leagues, but you can do it with college football where you have so many programs that there is this Division One AA kind of thing. Uh, like a like a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a you know, oh you have a Premier League NIT right and then you, you have relegation back and forth yeah, you get all that I mean you know what's going to happen to the bowl system you know if none of these kids are playing in these bowls you know if you're not in the championship you know level well, they got to move back the portal too like that that has to be moved back like yeah. we, you know you got to wait until after this season. But I mean what you what you're saying though is the, these are all the reasons why if you're Jim Harbaugh it's time to go yeah it's just too it's just too hard to Keep kids, develop kids, like they're just going to keep getting the transfer portal. And so, like, it'd be a good time to go win a championship and get out before it really gets crazy. All right. So, let's look anywhere else because, depending on what rumors that you hear and pe- all the whispers happen now down the lane, there could be as many as 10 openings. I, I, I don't see I don't 10. see that. I don't see right? it. I don't see it. And, you know, unless, like, there's something crazy. Let's just say, let's just say, Week 18, the Eagles go up to the Giants, and the Giants smack the Eagles, and they lose. We already know the owner, Jeffrey Lurie, was incredibly ticked about the performance at home against the Arizona Cardinals. It looked bad. His defensive coordinator went there and came back here. Everything looked bad. The effort, the fans weren't happy. They go up there and get smacked by the Giants. Like, would Lurie make a move with Nick Sirianni? Well, you get the playoffs. You think he would do something? No, I'm not saying before the playoffs. I'm just saying, like, if they get okay, so if they get waxed and they go and, to Tampa, and they lose to Tampa. The they lose round. to Tampa, wow. and you just you just see this like um, this tailspin. Do you just are you just okay? Let's um, you know what do we do to fix this thing? Like, I'm not. I don't know anything. You know, it's interesting because the Chargers shop's open. I I bet you the Chargers would love to have Nick Sirianni, and somehow Nick Sirianni. Became on the market. I mean, three seconds and the Chargers. The Chargers would send the you know the Spanos jet to get them, and Justin Herbert would be on the jet with them and greet them in Philly, and like all that would probably take That's place. That's why. I mean, but you, okay, so let, let's examine this because I there's always these rumors, and I, I heard one about Sirianni. I'm sure you've heard them. Uh, I, I think it's ridiculous. I don't. Know, I do too. I don't know. Like why. I want to move on. From, I, I love Nick. And so you you can say, well, you know, let's sit down, Nick. If if this all happens, if they, they lose the playoffs and maybe whatever happens to the Giants, and you know, Mr. Laurie and Howie sit down and they're like, look, do you love the coordinators? Do we need to make a change? Let's go get the best people available. Like I can see that conversation. Yeah, you know, and let's let's also you know talk about what Sirianni's done. Hmm? I mean, he comes in. There were four eleven and one. And they're in the playoffs. He, he puts him in the playoffs. Now uh, I don't. I don't know. Now, his I, resume. His resume is like it's unmatched. Unbelievable. He loses, but wait. In two years, he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah. His second year, he's in the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, this guy can't coach. Yeah. Stop. I don't yeah. believe it. All of a sudden, Jonathan Gannon is the you know, the next coming of Parcells and Steichen's Bill Walsh. Yeah. And like, <laughs> come on. I mean, listen, I, I, I love Stike. I think he did a great job as, as mm-hmm. the OC here. And Gannon's defense, even though I disagree with some of the stuff, performed well because their front 
eight and dominated. You can't tell me that Nick Sirianni doesn't know what he's doing. I'm, I don't believe it. But I just wonder this. I wonder if Nick's philosophy about how to coach or win games matches what maybe other people in the building think. Like, is he, can he do it his way? Because I'm thinking of myself, like, I think Nick is smart enough to go, the strength of his team is the offensive line and the running back. Like, why aren't they running it more? Why aren't they doing what San Francisco's running it more and they throw it? Baltimore's running it more and they throw it. Like, why wouldn't you adapt? Especially if, say, Devontae is out for any period of time with with the leg injury or whatever. Like, why wouldn't you just go to a power running game and just go jam it down people's throats? Because I feel like that's what they could do best. But, But is that the philosophy of the owner to win championships. Well, or, you brought up, you know, Jeffrey, it is interesting and, and, and fair to bring out that Doug Peterson, you remember there was a Thursday night game against the Packers, mm-hmm. and the Eagles ran the ball. This was in a Jeff Yeah, it was Mc- like 50-something times. Yeah. Jeff, this was in a Jeff McLean uh, story in the Inquirer. And they ran the ball, and they won the game. Yeah. Short week, and... Jeffrey, uh, according to the story, was not happy because they ran the ball and didn't throw it. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, if I, like I remember Jalen Hurts' first start in this league was against – they benched Carson, and he was starting at home against the New Orleans Saints. And they ran it 50-something times, and they beat the Saints, who was uh, like a heavy favorite and a much better defense. And they won the game. And Jalen was a big part of it. Like, he ran for over 100 yards. They couldn't stop him. They they were really good. Now, you know, they had done that a couple times to the Saints. But sometimes I feel like, what are they doing? Like, why aren't they coming out here and just establishing the run? You've got a great offensive line. I mean, you, you do. Cam Jurgens is a really good player. He Lane's is. having a great season. Lane's outrageous. Yeah. Kelsey's outrageous. Yes. So I mean, <clears throat> Mayalata. I mean, that's a great offensive line. I don't know how they're not dominated. I don't. I don't but, yeah, but, you know, the, the question is, like, they don't allow them to be dominant. And so that's my thing is why aren't they running it 40 times and just coming out and wearing teams down the way the Arizona Cardinals ran down or worn down the, the Eagles on Sunday? Well, the other thing, too, is, look, Jalen has to be part of the run game. Now, yes. I, go, I go early. He was hurt. I get it. But he's way more effective when he's a part of the run game. I agree. And he he's, makes it more difficult to defend the run game. And there's all kinds of runs that you can put in there, whether it's quarterback counters or, you know, uh, whether he's carrying it or handing it off and misdirection runs. And there's, a, there's power runs. There's an assortment of runs that, with Jalen at quarterback that they have shown. And yet they seem reluctant to kind of go on that path. Well, I, 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 I got to say, I mean, the fact that we would even have this conversation well, is insane to me that we would be looking to move on from Sirianni. I, I just, I don't understand it. I know that in uh, Philadelphia, there are some circles where they talk about it, look at the coach. Uh, let's go to the tape, Baldy. And let me, like, to me, the issue is personnel. I mean, yeah. like defensive personnel. I mean, look, I know what he did with, with Patricia and, you know, the whole coordinated thing. It kind of reeked of desperation. And Brian Johnson struggled in replacing uh, Steichen. But, I mean, you know, 
Let's go. Let's go to some. This is, I mean, this is Arizona running power football. They're pulling the backside. Will Hernandez and Paris Johnson here. Like, this is old school football right here. And it looks like <clears throat> they're moving bodies right now. Like, you know, Shaq's not getting off this block right here. And there goes James Conner. And nobody's getting off the block. Avante Maddox is, or the, um, Keely Ringo isn't getting off the block. They're missing tackles right there. Like, too many missed tackles like that showed up. Reed Blankenship missing a tackle right there. Like, you can, like, look at one play after another. It's two tight ends. They're basically, and this is Kyler Murray under center. Like, this is just a normal outside zone right here. And, mm. Yeah, like this just, is this is that's his hat on a hat. Win, yeah, but win. like Trey McBride is second year yeah. tight end. He's blocking Josh Sweat. Like Josh Sweat's not getting off that block. No. Guys diving. Like look at this hole. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're just getting splits here. Like this combo block down here in Milton Williams, and then they go up and pick up Morrow right here. Yeah. I mean, they're cutting that defense in half. I mean, look at that. I mean, th- like, this is 221 yards of rushing. Now, the Eagles went to a five-man defensive front. Okay, why do you do that? You do that to stop the run. So, like, first of all, why is the three technique swimming backside? Ugh. Right, Milt Williams is going he's back. completely out of the play. Yeah, but the run fits are terrible. There's nobody yeah. in the A-gap. No. Nobody. The nose tackle's getting blocked. Yeah. And you're going, like, Milton Williams is going backside. Like, yeah. like, I understand there was a blitz there with Shaq Leonard. All right, but nobody's in these gaps. Look at this. Yeah. It's too loose. I mean, listen, we always talk about gap control, and that, that, that's your basic how we stop the run is fill gaps. But again, we, we you know when you're filling, how much is it to do with their, their their linebackers and safeties, right? That they're filling these needs during the season. Now it worked last year, and it worked during the Super Bowl year yes. in 2018. Yep. But it it's it hasn't worked. Like in fairness, you know, I love Kevin Byer, great dude. Comes in mm-hmm. in the 11th hour. Shaq Leonard comes in the 11th hour. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know what you got left. You got to. Also, get you know, have a, you got a new scheme mm-hmm. like yeah, Bradley Roby. I mean, bringing all these guys in, but like this five man front. The problem with it is if you detach the tight end, Hassan Reddick becomes an outside linebacker. He's not rushing, so now he's covering right here, which he's he did way too much in his game. Yeah, but you know, you're just running power. Like Fletcher's getting blocked, Jordan Davis is getting blocked. Like nobody's getting off blocks. And now you got the guard around on Bayard. Like, there's no, where's the pursuit? Yeah. Where, where are they? Like, I mean, that's just bad fundamentals right there. Like, first of all, Hassan shouldn't get, like, if you're going to stay out there and, and cover this, you can't get blocked like this. Nobody's getting off block and nobody's pursuing. No. So these, you know, and then like the, the tackling is bad. Here, here's your five man front with Hassan removed and detached. Oof. Like, Avante mm. Maddox is here. Like, you can't. You, you got to shed that. Yeah. Oh, that's, I'm sorry, Keely Ringo. Yeah. Like, you got to set the edge right there. Yeah. You can't let it bounce outside no, like this. Oh, no. 
I mean, it's just, I mean, but here they are, they're five man front, Nolan Smith out there. Look at this. Wow. Mo- Moro yeah, right they there. They just crash. In the yeah, they're, running, they're just running power. Yeah. There's pull guards and blocking yeah. down, angle blocking down, down, yeah. pull around. Like, they're just running the same play back and forth. No, listen, that's, you know, that's, that's our, that's what we run our eighth grade football team. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's our basic offense. Yeah. I mean, I love power football. That's what the Eagles should be running right, by the yeah. way. That's what they should be doing right here. Same thing. Like, I'm waiting for this. Yeah, but this is not, you know, evolutionary stuff here. Yeah, well. Uh, Revolutionary But, stuff. you know, they did the same thing to the Cowboys this year. Yeah. They did the same thing to the Steelers. Like, they're just, you know. I mean, doing- James Conner has a monster day. So, I, I ask you, right, and this is something that is week in, week out when it comes to the Eagles and it comes to that unit. Is that the head coach's fault? Well, uh, I would say that why aren't they getting off blocks and why are they tackling so poorly? Like, because I think tackling and getting off blocks is just a mindset. Because now it does fall on the head coach's shoulders, but it's not all his fault. You know, I mean, how, what, what are we what doing? What if your to... linebackers aren't good? Like, they're, like, they're, like, there's a thing where you go, if they were really good players, they, how come they're not responding? Yeah. But if they're not, or these guys are, you know, mid-season desperation. They look. They look. It's not Nick Sirianni's fault that they look old and slow. You know, at that position, that's what they look like, and so. Um, you know, and if tackling is attitude, you know, de- 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 deciding you're not going to be blocked to shed blocks, there is fundamentals to that, and that falls on Nick. Like, let's work on these fundamentals. All right. Well, it's you know, it's uh, late December. We're not in pads. It's only so much we do. Well, I don't know. Like, I, it has to be emphasized, and, and maybe Nick is, but I would say that that should not have been a pleasant week after that loss to Arizona. No, no. And we'll but- see. And but what you want is like Nick came out and said. <clears throat> We have to fix it, and we have to fix it fast. And he's right. And to your point, well, there's only so much Matt Patricia could do with what he has. That's true. But there does have to be a, a different level of energy to play the game with. Um, you know, Tom Landers used to tell us, if you, you, you decide if you want to be blocked. Like, it's up to you. If you want to defeat blocks, you'll defeat blocks. But it's, there is an they energy do level. Beaten. I mean, like, and, and it felt, it was weird because that whole game, Arizona controlled the ball. Like they controlled the whole ball. They, they know, did. Was, Even when it was twenty-one-three, they were controlling the ball. Yeah. You know, listen. The Giants made it close in a freakish way. Yeah. They obviously got blown out uh, against the Niners and the Cowboys. I, I don't know what kind of state they're going to be. I mean, they got. Like, a, they're not gonna, probably not going to play anybody. They got an eighty-yard. Tu- they got a. You know, they got an eighty-yard touchdown uh, last week to Slayton, and they got a punt return for a touchdown by Oshevsky. But that's how they scored touchdowns. <clears throat> I mean, they're not. They're not good. I mean, this offensive line, I mean, I talked to Paris Johnson and Will Hernandez. This offensive line is much better than the Giants. Yeah. Like, yeah. the Giants are, they, they look, I mean, they're, they're, they're struggling. Now, I, I mean, I, if you're the Eagles, do you even play anybody? I don't think they're going to play anybody on Sunday. You're kind of locked into it. I think you might just I think rest they everybody. Uh, you don't do that? I don't know. Like, I don't know that you could just leave this bad taste in your mouth to Arizona and then get ready for a poke. But – I don't know how Nick's going to approach it. I really don't. I mean, it's good. It's a good question. They're locked into where they're going to be. They're not winning the East. Like I get that. Mm, I mean, and assuming, only because like, look, do you do you are you? I, I keep hearing that they're, they're they feel tired, like that there is a that they're tired, beat up. 
from I what? Know. They don't do anything. Uh, <laughs> it's the softest training camp I've ever seen. They don't do anything in training camp. They don't play in preseason. Well, you know, I don't know. You want to mentally tie whatever you want to call it. I don't know, man. But, you know, do you just gear up for Tampa? Because, look, you, you got – I listen, I know Baker's playing well, and he's got Evans, and he's still got Godwin. And, no, they got it handed to him last week. Right? You got – you're the Eagles. You can't lose that game. No. No, you got to go down there and take care of business. Could yeah. be all Eagle fans in there. You got to, you got to win that playoff game. I agree. You, you have to. I, I, I do think that they are. They could beat. They can beat Tampa. I do believe that. I don't know about the Rams or Detroit or anybody else that's going to the postseason right now. I'm not sure where they would stack them. I do think that they could line up and beat Tampa. They got to play better than they did last week. Yeah, they do. All right, but but we agree that Sirianni shouldn't be going anywhere. No. Right. All right. Uh, I got to ask you about the Patriots. The Jets, I mean, uh, uh, Jets, Saints, I, I, I don't know, are, are any of those openings. But first, let me just tell you about Factor. Yes. You want 50% off for to have your healthy lifestyle? Well, get, I got news for you. Factor Meal Kits got you covered. America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service will help you eat well for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. Chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. We want a healthy lifestyle for 2024, New Year's resolutions. Well, guess what? Factor comes into play. Let Factor, all right, worry about what you're going to eat. They're going to deliver it right to your door, and it's ready in two minutes. Heat and enjoy. That's all you got to do, all right? Ready in two minutes. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals. All right, choose some 35-plus chef-crafted meals every week that support every healthy lifestyle. Calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, you name it. Protein plus with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. How about calorie smart meals? Less than 550 calories. Oh, amazing. Factors not just for dinner, kettle, and extra convenience. Any time of the day, 55 plus add-ons to suit various preferences and taste. Quick breakfast item, lunch to go, grab-and-go snacks, ready-to-drink, cold-pressed juices, shakes, smoothies. I mean, you got it. Look, this 2024 is upon us. Eat right, all right? Let's get in shape. Use Factor. Again, no mess, two minutes, no prep. You heat and enjoy and use our code, ALLNFL50. You get 50% off. That's right, factormeals.com. You get 50% off at factormeals.com, all NFL 50 to get that percentage. All right. Anywhere else, do you see any kind of shocker? Like, what happens to Belichick? Is, it, is he back? I, I got to believe he's back. I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, they're still playing great defensively. The quarterback play was terrible last week by Bailey Zappi. Um, but they've been highly competitive uh, defensively all year without their two best players. Like, I just don't. Understand the chatter when it comes to Bill. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know it, it's interesting. I, I don't know. It's like he forgot to hire the coach. I mean, uh, Pete Carroll, Bill. I mean, they both know how to coach. I mean, there's only so much you can you can do if your quarterback is limited. How about Salah? Is he safe? I don't know. Like I, you know, that's that. It, it, I mean, it's, it's shame because here's like, what I don't. Rogers like. gets hurt in, in, yes. in first play. It's not fair. The whole season goes. The awry. one thing about Robert though that I don't like. Is they've they've been a very undisciplined team. A lot of penalties, a lot of stupid plays. Like I never see him just fix it on the sideline. Like he looks like he, he ignores it. 
Now, maybe he does it behind closed doors, but there's something about getting in a player's face to let him know that that's not – we don't tolerate that. Like, just – I don't care if it undresses a player. It need, Things like this need to be fixed. And he does – he refuses to do that during the game. How about the, the Saints and Dennis Allen? Is he safe? Not the big win last week. Yeah, right? yeah, but they've been up and down. Um, you know, yeah, kind of weird. Like they, the where they're at. You go, eh. yeah. It was a great win against Tampa. They yeah. played great. I mean, both sides of the ball played great, but they have played very little like that this year. I guess if they're not in the playoffs again, there might be time for a shakeup. But you know, I'm just looking at the owner up here, and I don't see her necessarily changing things. All right, uh, let's shift to who gets the camp. Like, first of all, Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. I think he's done a good job. I do, too. I do, too. I'd like to see Antonio get a shot. He's got a different style. The one thing about if – like, I think Patrick Graham is a very good defensive coordinator. Yeah. They play great defense down the stretch. Like, if you you change coaches and you move on from Antonio, do you also move on from Patrick Graham? Um. Like, I think Patrick Graham could be a head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> He's very, very good. Um, if you if you don't keep Antonio, you probably lose Patrick Graham in the coaching. So then you might lose a really great coach. And I think that, that would be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you see a different mindset from ownership? You know, for the last decade, it's been – uh, I got to get the next young, brightest offensive guy, right? Mm-hmm. I need Kyle Shanahan. I need Sean McVay. Uh, you know, it's why Sirianni gets a job. Mm-hmm. Steichen mm-hmm. gets a job. Now, do you see that trend continuing? Or do you see maybe a, a veteran guy? I, I have to ask you about uh, – now, he's a friend of ours, at full disclosure. But, you know, listen, we're all – you know, in this small world, so you know a ton of people in, the, in this business – but I got to ask you about Spags, right? Because that guy has done nothing but be an incredible coach. Like I'm watching him hug. They won a world. They won a world championship with six rookies playing on defense. I mean, I'm watching him hug with Jerry Steen uh, the other day on on yeah. on Christmas here or New Year's Eve, and I'm going, "Wow, look at that!" I'm going, "Look, he got one shot, and it Saint was a Luke. half a bogus shot yeah. because." They were in the midst of moving to Los Angeles. No doubt. All right? He, his quarterback was Sam Bradford. He drafts him his second year. He gets hurt. It's just a mess. Yeah. Right? Like, he never really got a chance. Right. If you're a Washington or you're – I mean, the guy knows how to coach. He knows the game. I agree. It's a lot of experience. Look, I think Spags. I think Todd Munkin. I think Mike McDonald, I mean, I think all those guys should be talked to, you know, and, and to pick their brain to see what they would do and how to how to put their team back on the map and get back on top. And I think all those guys should be uh, should be discussed, along with Ben Johnson and, you know, some of the other – Frank Smith down in Miami. Yeah. Some of these guys are out there. I, I think Spags and, you know, Todd Munkin are two older guys that have proven that they can coach at this level. Is it, you know, for those guys – Especially a guy like Spags, who's coming from the defensive side. So Todd's different because he's coming from the offensive side. But Spag coming from the defensive side. I just think you need. Does a, he have to have? Hey, here's my offensive guru that I'm going to bring. Well, you have to have an offense. I mean, you have to have a, a real, obviously. But you know, the idea is to stand up in front of 53 men and lead 53 men. Right. Like 
who cares what side of the ball you come from? You know, Mike Tomlin comes from the defensive side of the ball. He can lead and he can he can coach. I just think. Um, Notice we didn't talk about Mike. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that's just nonsense. Like, yeah. you know, um, they take care of business there in the playoffs. Uh, like, they, you have to understand these franchises, too. The Steelers aren't looking to get rid of them. I, I don't I – mean, we talked about this on the show. It's Latest just week. talk radio stuff in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I think Mike's going to be just fine. But, um, I mean, but you said there could be a surprise. Who knows where, where it could come from? Usually there's one out there that, you know, gets a little delayed or whatever. It's just odd because – you know, you, you, we always talk about, ah, oh, it's, it's time. Like, if it happened in Baltimore, you don't win, right? Like, like you got to stick with but your But part guys. of the problem is the, is, um, the process, too, because, like, for example, Carolina needs a coach. Let's just say they're very interested in Todd Munkin. Let's just say. Like, what if Baltimore goes all the way to the Super Bowl five weeks later and wins? Like, you're not, you can't talk to Todd Munkin until the Super Bowl is over, you know, in the second week of February. Like, that's a long void. Yeah, you is. lose five weeks of building a, yeah. a, a team. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Uh, listen, that was great stuff. Yeah. It, Fun. Interesting things. Man. It's, it's crazy. Uh, that'll be all Monday. We'll talk all about it. We got to get back into this week 18. We'll do that tomorrow. We have a special guest stopping by. So looking forward to that as well. Guys, listen, fun time of the year. We wish you a happy new year. Happy new year. Right. Yeah. For Baldy, I'm Cuz. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button, automatic entry into the Meat Locker, right through your phone or your tablet every day. So hang with us. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. See you.